What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of your Toronto Blue Jays? What's up, everybody? I am joined by Ball Walker, my sports bro, to touch down on your Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays are doing uh, not so great, not so bad, not so great. They're doing 5-4 and four in the season right now. Ball and I get into it. Man, do we get into it. This is a heater. Do not miss this episode. Well, if you're listening to this, you're probably not going to miss this episode. But all I'm trying to tell you is that this is like 50 minutes of straight canned heat. Excuse me there. Sorry. We have so much jam-packed into this podcast. We go over the off-season, spring training, beginning of the season, the pitching staff, the hitting staff, the, de- the dessert staff. We got everything in this episode. Man, we are so amped up. The Blue Jays are starting this season, and they got a lot to look forward to. Bon I break it down. Not to mention, we got Mama Walk's Thoughts, brand new slash old segment. We are excited to relaunch it as well predictions man oh man the predictions that being said lots going on in the network as always we have a leaf editions coming up later this week maybe even a hockey town maybe even a chilling with chalupa not only that nothing but miss the nba podcast slash raptors favorite podcast we got lots coming out lots going down we hope your april is doing really really well with that being said April showers bring May flowers. This is an After 30 podcast. This is Jay's edition. This is Put your hands up. Once again. Put your hands up. You got a diamond. I have a blue one, and I think it was a one-off, and I can't find it anywhere, and it makes me crazy. Oh, you had some sick merch. Thanks, sick buddy. Merch. I, I got to do a post. Okay, anyways, let's get, let's get this going, buddy. I got to crack this. Let's go. Let's go, Blue Jays. Let's go, Blue Jays. Ladies and gentlemen, and fans of your Toronto Blue Jays, what's up? Jays Edition 2021.1 is coming at you. I'm Anthony Elhanty, recording live and direct with my homeboy, Mr. Ball Walker, offspring of Mama Walks. We're both repping the blue, white, and dash of red let's because go. we got it. Let's go, baby. New season, new team. Let's go. I am fired up, not to date this episode, but the Jays just put an absolute stomping of 15 to 1. Mm. I am fired up. Uh, rain delay, so this is kind of perfect timing. We're in a positive mood, and the least one, so let's go. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen of the nation, We this is a first Jays edition of the season, and as you can hear by the excitement of my voice, I'm fired up. I'm clean-shaven, rocking the Jays. Thanks, man. If, you, hey, if you're curious how good looking me and Ba are, check out the YouTube channel. We there. Um, have, a, have a laugh. Exactly. Have a laugh. Or something else. Whatever. We're not judging. <laughs> it's all good. Ba, listen, we, first of all, we dropped the ball. <clears throat> yeah. We, we for sure should have had this, this up like a month, a month and a half ago. But things happen. COVID. I'm going to blame it on COVID. Um, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to try to keep this as clean and as neat and packaged as possible. So no more fluff. Let's get right into it. How do you feel about this team in spring training? 
Um, happy actually. Uh, off season was kind of a question mark. I know we might get into a bit of it, so I'll just do it quickly. Um, you know, I wanted them to address pitching. We lost a lot of pitchers in the off season, even that note, note you were sharing with me. So that was a huge concern. Uh, going into spring training, I don't know if I really addressed that because uh, Matt and uh, Ray, they're kind of reclamation projects. Like they've had good years in the past, and I'm hoping they can get back to that. And Matt has had a great start, two and zero, beauty. But uh, spring training, uh, pretty positive. I mean, obviously the big thing was Vladdy. Like that was the big news thing. This guy comes in looking amazing, and obviously playing well as well. So I was happy. Yeah, man. I got. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm gonna echo the same thing. Vladdy coming in, lean and mean. Uh, I like that. Uh, I, you know, it's it's kind of crazy because I was thinking to myself, man, Vladdy, at the end of last season, Vladdy looked like shit. It looked yeah. like he was spending way too much in the buffet room and not enough time in the weight room. Didn't look good, was swinging at everything. His plate discipline that we, we praised when he first broke into the league wasn't there. But this guy comes in refocused, being a professional, and I'm very proud of, that, uh, of the work he did in the offseason. I caught a couple of highlights of him in the Dominican League, just crushing balls, and I was happy to see that. So great point on, on Vladdy. My spring training views were this. There's a lot of excitement with the team with the, 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 off, um, excuse me, the free agents that they signed. We're going to get into that in 10 seconds, so hold up. And to just see how that would play out, as well this brand-new facility that was just like magic. Um, I was just happy, happy to kind of see more in-depth with that and see what this team's really doing creating like when you say state-of-the-art i know it's a cliche this is the most state-of-the-art uh facility in major league baseball it's ours we have it it's mine i got it i you know i'm gonna go visit it next year hopefully fingers crossed with everything going on i'm hoping to see it next year we got a family trip planned for that i'm super amped up for it um so i was really i mean they had the best they had the best spring training record which i no means nothing but it definitely shows that this team is taking the season seriously and they're starting off on the right foot uh, let's get into some departures before we get into the good news. Okay, let's get the bad news out of the way first. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go over a couple of these names. I just want you to give me, like, you just fire off what you how you feel about it. Starting off with the biggest of all the rec- reclamation projects, Mr. Derek Fisher, gone. DFA. Yeah. I mean, that's just didn't really pan out. I mean, money in, money out situation. So uh, I actually really feel indifferent about it so see ya it's not a big thing I, i'm more curious Derek fisher about for you what's your opinion yeah. you know uh, Derek fisher when he came in i was like man this is a guy that they're gonna put the spin on yeah and he's gonna yeah i was pumped i, I like it you, know, you can go back listen to him i was like this guy has it he's a five tool player uh maybe he just got a rough shake uh it turns out no it turns out that he just he, i don't think he translated and it's it's tough to see he did have a couple good cracks at the plate, but not enough to kind of keep him where he needed to be. And unfortunately, his outfielding is atrocious. So um, it's probably best that he's gone. Good luck, Derek Fisher, wherever you may end up. Uh, too bad it didn't work out. Uh, yeah, Sonia, like oh, the, sorry. sorry. No, I was just going to say, it just seemed like the ball was a step ahead of him when he was out in the field. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was just oh, right off. Like, it was just off. Yeah. Brew, it was just consistently off all season. It, it was definitely a tough break, and unfortunately, uh, it was something that they weren't able to fix on him. It is what it is. Uh, moving on, Sean Yamaguchi, uh, you know, the, he came over from Japan. Uh, I really, I was really hoping that this would be something special. Turns out that, I mean, it took him some time to adjust to Major League Baseball, and then he had a couple good outings, and then I guess they just lost confidence in him and kind of just put him away. So, uh, Sean Yamaguchi, adios. Yeah, it, I mean, it's always... It's always hit or miss when you're bringing in some of these Japanese players or uh, international players. And it, I don't know, just sometimes they don't transition to our game, especially ALE. So, yeah, it didn't work out. It was too bad. You hate to see an arm go. Um, from talking about an arm to talking about a hand, next up, Mr. Reese McGuire. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, he, lost, he lost his job, man. Exactly. Uh, that's exactly what I had. Alejandro Kirk, man. Guy lost his job. Um, so what, what are you going to do? Yeah, that, that's pretty basic. Like, yeah, you know what? Not bad, Reese McGuire. I I like this guy. Thought he was good for the locker room, but yeah, he lost his job to Alejandro. Alejandro. Yeah. You know, uh, I love I love like the panda. Like, he is just he's just a lovable guy. And unfortunately, 
Reese last beginning of last spring training had that incident, which was like total bullshit too, man. Like I get it. Like you can't rub out, rub one out in the car of uh, where you work in the yeah. parking lot of where you work. I get that. At the same time, you know, like you, sometimes you got to calm those nerves before you get to work, do it at home. I get it, but you know, it is what it is. Um, and then of course, you know, it wasn't his defensive play. It's always at the plate. You got Danny Jansen who's trying to figure out the plate, uh, who's good, really good defensively behind the plate, but maybe not great. Uh, at the plate, you got Kirk, Alex Kirk, who's great at the plate and okay behind the plate. And they got Kirk for nothing. This guy was a, a guy that they found at a trial camp in Mexico, and he makes a team. What a story. I love it. That's so starting day roster. Let's go. Oh, I mean, come on. You're right. Let's go. Uh, next up, uh, Sean Reed Foley. A lot of hope in this guy. Lost him in the trade. I mean, you got to do it sometimes. And I think the Jays so far are winning that trade. Yeah, I mean, we're building the contender, so sometimes you got to give up some pieces. I mean, he had what one win officially last year. Like I, him and the next guy were two guys that I I hated to see lose. But uh, yeah, I mean, just where we're going in the future, sometimes you got to give up pieces that are good, and he wasn't necessarily in the plans. Yeah, it, it's too bad, and I, I honestly think it was he was part of the old regime. I think I don't think they were looking for a reason to say goodbye to him. But a lot of times you see this happen. So he, he was one of those guys you hurt so much. And you really thought he was going to take that next step. It just didn't end up happening. Heartbreaking for him. I, f- I actually feel a lot for Mr. Reed Foley. And I just, you know, I, I just got to say it. I got to say it. Because if I don't say it, I'm going to regret not saying it. <laughs> Hold on. Wait for what? it. SRF? So sorry to see you go, buddy. <laughs> he, he doesn't have initials that like fly off your tongue nicely. SRF, Shrift. Yeah. Later. All right. Next up, Travis Shaw. This one actually kind of butthurt me a little bit. I thought he was great last year. Uh, filled in all spots. Great role model for a lot of these young players. Uh, and did pretty good. Like he had a pretty good season, Mr. Travis Shaw. Yeah, I'm wishing him completely well on Milwaukee Brewers, a, a team that I actually love their jurors. So. Uh, I'm wishing the best. Like I said, him and Sean Reed Foley, those two were the ones that I was kind of not butthurt, but uh, but upset that they were gone. I mean, like you said, he was great in the locker room and we had a lot of young guys. And one of our things that we were talking about was Vladdy, you know, kind of that unprofessional behavior. Some of the young guys, like we need them to step up to mature. We made the playoffs wild card last year. It's kind of luck. You need that momentum going. So I actually thought, you know, he was a great guy to have in the locker room for that. Uh, sad to see him go, but I wish him all the best from Milwaukee. Uh, Same. And as someone who's been to Miller Park in Milwaukee, incredible yeah, stadium. Uh, oh, man. You know, good, good, good for him. And, you know, we wish you nothing but the best, Travis. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, next one, and I can see where this was going. Uh, 100 Mile Ken Gile. I, Ken, Ken Giles. Giles. You know, I, I liked Ken Giles. I thought that he came here with the, in the Asuno, Asuno trade. Yeah. Um, we, got a, we got a closer who is legit closing stuff. Uh, great fastball. Uh, and, and real intense guy, which I, I like your your closer to be like super intense. Um, a, you couldn't trade this guy and get something for him if you you know they they, they bring in uh, Kirby Yates, which we'll get to later. But they you bring in Kirby Yates. Who would have who would have seen the fact that he got he gets injured off the hop and you let Ken Giles walk for nothing? Heartbreaking to see him go. Wish him nothing but the best. A true professional and a guy who really got his career back on track. Ball. Yeah, yeah, good for him. I, I think he's on Seattle, right, right now? You're right. Yeah, so you had to take that chance with Kirby Yates. I mean, because if it worked out with him, absolute stud. Like you said, we'll get into that. So, yeah, he's kind of offshoot. It's, it's something that's happened similar to the Raptors. I mean, there was a plan going forward, and he kind of fell by the wayside. And in the end, we actually ended up losing him when we could have used him. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always, and, and we always talk about in every Toronto podcast, man, blue collar, we love emotion. So it's exactly like you said, those emotional closers, uh, the guys wearing their heart on the sleeve, you're, I'm always going to be a fan. I'm always going to cheer for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, uh, Jonathan VR, like a guy who, we, who we only saw a little bit of kind of came in to help us out with a second base problem. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really feel indifferent about this one. I feel indifferent about this one because 
he wasn't really there long enough. It was kind of like a halfway through the season trade. He's, he's a bit of a name. I don't even know where he ended up. Whatever. Yeah. Um, honestly, this guy was probably the guy I know least about on this list. Just he, he's like when the leaf Raptor guy just kind of goes by the wayside, he's here for a year or two. doesn't work out. So yeah. All right. Moving Next on. Guy, Tijuana. Yeah. Tijuana Waka. Yeah. Uh, I thought this guy for sure was going to be our number three. Me I am too. shocked. He wanted to stay in Toronto. Something must've been up. Like they must've know they must know something that they didn't let on because either they let this guy hang he tweets about Toronto loving the place, loving the views, all that good stuff. Obviously wanted to wear the blue, white, dash, or red. Didn't happen. Don't know why. Swear to see you go, buddy. You should have bought this guy's jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With What a first name, too. No, he was great last year. And even uh, Shoemaker that we'll talk about after as well. Like, pretty solid rotation when, you know, our pitching is the weakest part of our team. Like, out of those two guys, I wanted Walker to stay. Yeah, I thought he'd be great. And, you know, it, it's one thing, you know, we don't really know Nate Pearson. Like Nate Pearson has such an arm, but he's a little bit of a wild card right now. Not saying he's not going to be a stud. I still think, you know, Cy Young in the future. Let's go, Nate. But yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I was hoping to be third. But then it's like, you know, what is he actually going to end up maybe fourth, fifth? And then what are we going to end up paying him? I'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of the Mets. So not the biggest fan that he's there. But I wish him personally all the best. I think so, too. And you hate to see a guy go. Uh, speaking of which, Matt Shoemaker, a guy, come on, you tell me you couldn't give this guy whatever he ended up getting and then putting them at your number three or four because Matt Shoemaker, eight innings, pitched well, yeah, got injured, but when he came back, pitched real well, tough to see this one go too. They, they must have had a game plan like to land some bigger pitchers than we did. Like There must have been some real thought behind these guys kind of just walking, losing them. Totally. There, there was something going on, and I mean, obviously, I'm leaning more and more towards liking uh, Shatkins. Their, their plan, their vision. I mean, what can you really say right now? The team's buzzing. So, but I don't know. It, there had to be something going on there. Like, I get it. it it's good, kind of the rotation we filled out. We're going to get into it with Ray and Matt and all those guys. But there had to be something more. Yeah, exactly. I agree. <laughs> not to the money we spent this off season. You're right. No reason not to match. Yeah. I agree. Uh, last, last on the list. Now, there's a ton of other players, but these are the most noble names. Uh, Anthony Bass, great first name, cool last name. Maybe he's related to Lance Bass from NSYNC fame. Who knows? But at the end of the day, I thought he filled the role really nice. You got guys like uh, Hatch and I um, can't remember his name right now, but you got guys who fill this role too as a right-handed relief pitcher. But at the end of the day, man, I thought he was, I thought he was pretty good. Turns out not good enough. Yeah. Uh, one of those guys, again, just like we had a couple of guys at the top of the list that have just fallen by the wayside. And like I said, you know what? Pitching was our weakest part of the team. And we just need to make it so much. I, I don't know. So these guys just didn't work out. Like it's, it's time to move on. They weren't, they didn't solidify their position in the team enough for me to be more upset. Fair enough. I couldn't agree. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's move on to some new fresh, fresh faces. Just like me, you know, usually I wear that beard, but I'm fresh shaven today. Let's get some fresh faces. You mentioned him a whole bunch of times. Maybe your new favorite player, Steven Matz. What do you think? How much you like this guy? 2-0, looking real good. I've just been impressed. I've just been impressed. Like, that game against New York, unreal. He looked great. And like I said, you know, he's a bit of a a reclamation project. Like, we wanted, uh, Steve, like, we wanted our pitching staff to work on these guys, get them to where they were, you know, before 2020 and it's obviously early into the season but he's looking great like he's looking great like ray ray was injured you know pearson's out the this with covid and everything going on like our depth chart it's already being tested so these guys are gonna be putting in a workload like we need these guys to eat some innings and right now he's looking good so looking great no the 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 only thing i can say about him actually let me rephrase that the one word that I like the most with Steven Matz is composure. The guy has it. You know, you, you don't see him sweating. You don't see him shaking off signs. You see him getting work done, and I'm impressed by that. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Marcus Semyon, uh, man, who is swinging a hotter stick than this guy? Four or five home runs already. 
looking good, playing third, playing second, looking good. Greg, listen, 18 mil, I was like, wow, this is pretty crazy. I didn't know he was hurt last year. He was hurt, fought an injury through the whole season, didn't have a great season. Yeah. The A's let him walk. The Jays picked him up. This guy is going to be a stud. That you know what? is hot. Super hot. He's, his swing looks perfect. We want to talk perfect swings. He's got it. He's putting lumber to the ball. Pro, quiet guy. But you see that what was really going to be great, like the Marcus Semyon legacy in Toronto is going yeah. to be his influence on Boba Shed. You see it already. You see them working together. I love it. Because I'm calling it now. And, you know, a lot of people already know this. Bobochet will not be the shortstop long-term for the Blue Jays. Bobochet will be a second baseman before you know it. I'm calling it. You heard it here first. If you didn't hear somewhere else first, Bobochet will, th- will not be a shortstop for the Toronto Blue Jays long-term. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that Mama Walks agrees with you. We just had the discussion earlier today when I told her that we were doing this episode. Mama Walks knows. That's why, baby. She does not see Bo as a short- shortstop either. That all right. All the way. Uh, the second biggest signing in the offseason, Kirby Yates. Uh, we, we are kind of briefly talked about it. Injured. If you're Jason, you already know this stuff. Here's what I got to say about it. I'm glad a big name closer is here. It yep. shows a lot. And I love the fact that um, the outside world, outside of the Toronto bubble, the outside world is taking note that the Jays, they've got something going. They got something cooking. The AL East will belong to them. And you, you got, I mean, we, we're talking three of the four ag- free agents they signed. Sorry, three of the three free agents they signed are names that chose to come to Toronto. Um, do you have something to add to Kirby Yates? Because I want to get to the big name. Yeah, I know you do. No, no, just uh, I already said it before when we were talking earlier. I mean, it's the chance you had to take with a guy like Kirby. Yeah, such a big name. Everything you said, he's he wants to come here. That's what we're craving as Toronto fans. So you had to take the chance because if it worked out, it was going to work out beautiful. Injury took over. I mean, that's the name of the game for his career right now. So that's it. Jay's career's over, Kirby, at least. I love the attempt. That's all I've yeah. wanted from this management. I mean, how many times did we complain on past episodes and years past that we're just sitting by, just they're not doing it, like we're owned by corporations not spending the money? Well, they gave it. They gave the checks. Yeah. Speaking of which, the biggest contract in Blue Jay history goes to one George or Jorge Springer. Yeah. Buddy, I got to put this out there. I I do not love the fact that the Houston Astros in 2017 cheated to win the World Series. I do not like the fact that the 2018 Boston Red Sox cheated to win the World Series. But George Springer is fucking legit. And George Springer is a fucking Blue Jay. And yeah, did he sign for a lot of money? Yeah. Was he going to get a lot of money anywhere he went? Yeah. He, did he sign with Toronto because he wanted to sign with Toronto? Yeah. This dude, I am so happy this guy signed in Toronto because the Jays... Position-wise, are pretty set. The Jays pitching-wise, not so set. What I'm hoping is that either management or free agency sees all this work put in and we can land some big-name free agent pitchers because a guy like George Springer signed for some dough and wanted to come here. Let's go, baby. Yeah, I can't wait for this quad strain to be over with. I cannot wait to see him on the field. When him, and then when we almost got Bradley, I was almost over the moon. I was freaking out. Like, I was texting everybody. I'm like, holy shit, let's go. Yeah. Uh, like, I didn't get any of those texts, but that's cool too, man. Whatever we can save for the show. But yeah. the, the Brantley was, it would have came in handy right this second, but it didn't happen. But I really feel this, Jay's, like, okay, fine. Jonathan Davis doesn't have what George Springer brings to the table. But Jonathan Davis is still a pretty legit outfielder and a really, really defensive-minded center fielder. Randall Gritchick, which we all wrote off, still has like three years on it, on his contract at a bargain price for the record. He he may not be he may not be on this team long term, but he's coming to play right now. These guys are filling in the blanks where I think Brantley would have just kind of been a guy you felt like you need to put out there because you're painting this big dough. Yeah. I think this out this outfield is an incredible outfield. Hernandez, um, Goriel, the converted outfielder. Like there's this outfield is fantastic. I feel so good about it. Um, so I, I'm, I'm okay that they didn't sign Brantley. And it was kind of weird what happened because 
some uh, outlets in Toronto, definitely not the Don After 30 podcast. We did not report it, but oh. a lot of other ones did re- report it and it never happened. So like, don't trust them. Trust the guys, you know. Um, so I, I don't mind. Like, I think the outfield is pretty set. George Springer, let's go, baby. This guy is a, a, a fucking role model. B, he's, he is like a guy's guy. He's a player's player. He's a guy who went out there and he fucking looks great in the uniform. Yeah, what well, more do you want? Who doesn't look good in this uniform? Mm. That's stud. And you know what? Also, they're not taking away those championships, even though they did cheat. So, you know what? I'm ready to move on. And you know what the punishment is? Is every time he's going to go to a ballpark, he's going to get chirped for it. There's going to be someone with the sign. That's just what's going to happen. And he got a ring out of it. And that's how all the players are going to have to deal with it. So, yeah, not a big deal, man. If MLB and their corrupt asses aren't going to take away the rings, neither am I. Wow. You know, like big, bold statement. I like it, though. Let's go. Let's <laughs> move on. Let's all go. right. So, um, okay. So we talked about the off season, talked about spring training. Um, how do you feel about like, kind of like these nomad blue Jays? Like they're going to spend some time in Dunedin. They're going to eventually move to Buffalo. They kept the bisons at the bisons are going to New Jersey. New Jersey. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is what it is, I guess. But I mean, but I mean, Buffalo isn't big enough for the both of them. I don't get it. I guess there's a stadium there that they can use. Um, and then we're hoping by the end of the summer, the blue Jays can come home to the dome where everybody loves them. I see a blue and white a splash of red. Let's make this happen, baby. How do you feel about these nomads? Yeah. Um, so New Jersey, Buffalo way to go guys. We're just outreaching the Jays program at this point, all over America, just spreading our roots. Um, I really hope this country and this province, we're not going to talk about it, but they get their shit together and we are able to play something. I want to see Springer in the stadium. Like that is just a goal. I want to see this Jays team. I want to see Vladdy just bomb one. Um, yeah, obviously Dunedin, Buffalo, we're going to just be what a, a three home circus. I think the boys need some stability. So I think the quicker we get to one place, it better for all. Yeah, I think you're right. I think at the end of the day, the fans want to see it. I mean, you saw that shit show in Texas. A, fucking Texas is hilarious because their team's shit, and they sell at the home opener, and then nobody shows up for the next games. Yeah. Um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I want the Jays here, and I want the, I mean, I don't, I don't give a shit at the end of the day. Like, I'm not going to too many home games anyways. I don't give a shit if they're here or not because the Jays management team have, have made TD Park in Dunedin look like the Dome. When you watch it on TV, it looks like the fucking dome. When they go to Salem Field in Buffalo, it looks like the fucking dome. It doesn't matter to me. At the end of the day, I like the fact that they're in an outdoor stadium, except for right now in a rain delay. But other than that, I'm good with that. Yeah, and I was going to say too earlier, you know, it's hard for us. We're looking at it just from two uh, good old Ontario boys because, yeah, the Buffalo Stadium is absolutely gorgeous. And Personally, if I was a professional, I would love to play there. Now, that being said, if I was actually at MLB, I don't know. But I, I don't know. I, I, I love that stadium. So yeah, Same. I love the stadium. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a quaint stadium. It's yeah. not huge. You know, it's like five to 7,000, I think, maybe 8,000 at the most. Um, but, you know, it's, like, Buffalo is like a very loving city for their teams. Like we, oh, we always joke about Buffalo being a shithole, and it is. But at the end of the day, they love their team just like we love our team. And if our team's going to be there and they're going to love it, yeah. I'm in. Buffalo our, is a sports town, man. They consistently, they're like, I mean, we're Leaf fans, so what can we say about missing the playoffs? But the Sabres aren't in the playoffs as much as we are. And I think they're like the second or third city with the most viewers for Stanley Cup finals and playoffs. Like, wow. Team, city is just nuts for sports. That's a big stat. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Who do you think the Jays' most likely foes are this year? I mean, obviously the Yankees. The Yankees are everybody's foe. Well, biggest off season for the AL East too. The Yankees absolutely just oh, man. up. Like they're they're a powerhouse. Like Lemayhu, Garrett Cole. Like you just go down the list. Um, so yeah, you're right. Uh, like, cl- don't forget Kluber. Like they just like they, I didn't even know Kluber signed with the the, the Yanks the other day. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Like two weeks ago, they were playing the Yankees, and like oh, Corey Kluber's going to pitch. Like Corey Kluber plays for the Yankees. When yeah, did that fucking happen? Yeah. They went all in this year, man. They got Hap, obviously, just a stud. So, um, 
my biggest thing too, when I was going through kind of my AL East predictions of where everybody would go, I kept kind of, I put the J second just behind the Yankees. I'm going to be positive. Your Matthews leaf run has got Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. boy. Um, but them in Tampa, like I know Tampa lost Snell, so obviously pitching's gone down. But I see them and Jays all season two three two three two three two three. It, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Tampa this year. I'm very curious because they had that great run. They did lose a couple a couple people in the off season, um, so I don't I don't think they're going to have like this Cinderella run that they had last year. But you don't really count them out because they're so deep throughout their system. So I think you're right. Um, Baltimore is like standing up for some reason, which is crazy. Uh, I don't know if it's just like an early season thing and then they just live in the basement the rest of the year. I have I think, them finishing five. Yeah, and Boston, same with Boston. Like Boston, I think they'll win a couple games. I don't think they'll be contention, but they'll be they'll be ruining parties for people like New York and maybe Tampa, maybe Toronto. Like they're still going to win some games, but they're not going to be contenders. Yeah, but see, Red Sox are a team that pisses me off because I hate them so much. So you know that there's always a chance. Like, That's they'll right. Pull off, they'll pull off some stupid run with a make a pitching record. Yeah, or, or they'll, they'll end up they'll end up making a massive trading yeah. and scoring. I don't know, fucking Mike Chart or something. Which brings <laughs> me to who I believe, who I believe the biggest uh, Achilles heel to the Trump Blue Jays will be this season. Uh, in my humble opinion, I think it's going to be the uh, Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles or whatever the fuck their name is. The uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, I believe they're going to be the wild card team, and I believe Toronto's going to be in that wild card race. I think it's going to be the Jays and the A's. That doesn't work because there's the team in the A's. The Jays and the Angels, the Trout versus Guerrero, the Battle of the War. What's going to happen? Who knows? I think the Angels are going to be the Jays' biggest foes this season. That's actually a good thing, man. Trout, they've actually given him a bit of a team to work, to play with. So. It's taken years. It's taken a couple of years, but they finally have got. I, I mean, you look at Tommy, who is just like a beast. What was it? Something cra- like a crazy stat happened last week. Like he threw 101 and then hit a ball 104 out of the 104 miles per hour out of the ballpark. Guy's yeah. insane. Plus the body of an Adonis man. Like this guy, crazy build. Um, Trout looks like he should be playing football. But don't forget, you got Anthony Rendon on that team as well. Like there's like there's some players on that team. Fletcher, like Fletcher, just a grinder. There's some guys on that team that are going to impress you. So I think Los Angeles has a good chance, or Anaheim, whatever the fuck their name is. Uh, I think they have a really good chance of upsetting the Jays this season. But I would love to see these teams battle. Like, I mean, they're going at it right now or today, but you know, I would love to see them uh, have real, real competitive race because you got some studs on both teams. Yeah, 15 1 is definitely not an outlier. That's just going to be all year. We're just going to dominate like that. Uh, I'm in. I'm in for that. Did you um, see the Pujols Vladdy thing, by the way? The photo? That was pretty cute. Pretty cute. Yeah, pretty cute. <laughs> oh, Mama Walks. Love that. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. before Because I want to get to Mama Walks, too. Um, yeah. Do you think – we talked briefly about it, but I want to touch back on it. Pitching for this, this team this year, uh, it is the biggest eyesore when you go up and down this. But I believe that management has done something here. Yeah, we don't have A1 – superstar studs up and down. I mean, we have one Ryu, uh, Ryu, who, who's like the biggest stud in the pitching staff. But I really believe this staff is going to be pretty impressive. I think, I think a guy like, um, Jordan Romano is going to like really show. I think Dolis is going to show, uh, I think we got some guys in here that they're going to be able to depend on. And I'm really excited about it. Dolis doesn't have it right now, but he will. And I think that some guys, like uh, Anthony Hatch, Ryan Baraki. I think some of these guys are going to be pretty impressive. Uh, Baraki was imp- really impressive yeah, in really. training. Yeah. Um, and Panone. panone has got something to prove this year, too. They've got some guys who, who are looking to uh, improve and impress. So I think this pitching staff is... What's that? Merriweather. Oh, I totally forgot about Julian Merriweather. <laughs> I mean, Julian Merriweather... A, I hope he becomes a starter. I hope he. I hope he's not like a setup guy, although he's filthy, or even a closer for that matter. But Julian Merriweather is a name Jays fans need to know for two reasons. One, he's a fucking fantastic pitcher. Two, when Josh Donaldson walked, uh, requested to walk, or the Jays felt like the time was done with him. Player to be named later. 
this is what we're talking about. This guy, Julie, uh, Julian Merriweather went with Tommy John, came back super impressive. I hope he, I hope he can put it all together and, ha- and have an incredible season because he is what is left from Josh Donaldson in 2015. Yeah, that speed's unreal. Um, I'm actually going to agree with you about the pitching staff with the small caveat injuries. Yeah. That, that is the one thing that worries me, especially with Ryu, who's obviously a stud. But I'm hoping we can get a full season production out of him. I think a ton of these young guys are going to have something to prove, and they're going to ride a momentum wave with this team with our other young guys who are playing out in the field. So I think it's going to be pretty consistent pitching if we stay healthy. And I think besides Ryu, I think somebody's going to make a name for themselves. And I also want to say too, is Roark just got sent to the bullpen. If you saw that as well, I did see that. Yeah. He's coming back. Um, Roark buddy. I, they wanted you to go back to form from before 2019. It is not necessarily looking like that right now, man. It, this was an ugly signing when they did it, uh, two, two years ago. Tanner Roark is, um, how do I phrase this? I would take Ari Dickey today as opposed to Ari Dickey, like 2014 Ari Dickey, over Tanner Roark. Tanner Roark is such a bad pitcher. I, I, I hate to say it because I know what it takes to get there, but he is such a bad pitcher that in the bullpen, I don't even like. I want him, if the Jays are getting blown out, put him in. If the Jays are in a one run game against New York, Boston, Baltimore, anybody in the AL East, I don't even want to see him in uniform. Put him in yeah. the fucking flight deck. I don't care. Don't yeah. I yeah. Save remember remember it was like a trend in the in MLB where if a team was getting blown out like the Jays did to the Angels last night, 15-1, and they had put in fucking uh Kendris Morales as a pitcher. Don't. Because all those guys end up going on the IR right afterwards because they're fucked up their arm. This is where we want Tanner Roark to be. I don't care if we're paying them twelve million bucks. That's Four, where your new role. Fourth highest yeah. pay on the team. Yeah, it, it's not looking great. So I definitely don't see him ever getting back into the starting rotation. And I agree with you. I think his time with the Jays could be coming to an end sooner than he thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, no doubt in my mind is he finishing the season with the Jays because no one's going to touch him. Even if the Jays DFA'd him, I would rather have his arm on standby for a blow a game so you don't have like, uh, you don't have, you, you, you save all those other arms because I rather him in a blow game than having yeah. to do with that. Oh, baseball's uh, congested enough already before all this COVID scheduling shit. So yeah, I definitely want the depth no matter how terrible. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, we, we, we mentioned them, the, um, management We're we're all coming around to it. We all kind of see what the big picture is now. Um, but Ross Atkins signs a brand new five-year deal. My first thought was, what the fuck does Mama Mama Walks think about that? I think opinions finally turning. I think opinions finally turning. I mean, from wishing ill will almost when they got here to now she believes that she could be in the room with a smile and wouldn't be faking it. So I'll put it there. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, as Mama Walks' son, I'm happy to see them like their vision play out. I mean, I have been very critical on this podcast over the years about Shaq. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Yes. I have always said all that time though. I will gladly eat crow if it means winning. Totally. And you know what? Like I I've tried to flip you for a couple of years. Um, and Mm. you know, I, when it's all said and done, they are doing an impressive job now. Like it's not like they brought Guerrero in that Guerrero was brought in from the previous regime. Yeah. Both Bichette and Kevin Biggio were all brought in from the previous regime. But what this, what this current management team did is they didn't fuck it up. And that's what really counts because so many times they want to clean house and get their own guys in there, and they didn't do that. And yeah. on that note, too, I also want to big up another namesake for you guys, pitching coach of the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, fucking name, just I can't remember his first name. Scott. Not Scott. No, no. God damn Shit. it, dude. What is his I name? Had to, yeah, because I was talking about the reclamation project. This is bad. He's always on overdrive. I'm going to be. Yeah, Walker. Off. His last name's Walker. Pete Steve? Walker. Pete Walker. Pete Walker. Pete Walker 
pitching coach, one of the few guys, one of the few coaches when a, a general manager slash and president president come in, still has his job because he's doing an incredible job. Pete Walker, thank you for listening. Fan of us, fan of you. Yeah, that actually pisses me off because I always love when he comes on to Overdrive. I'm a huge fan of Pete that we just screwed up his name. Yeah, Pete, we are bad. Yeah, um, what I was going to – oh, man, I totally forgot, too, what I was about to say about Shadkins was – oh, yeah, what you were saying before, too, how they didn't fuck it up. That was, like, one of my biggest gripes, too, was they were kind of, you know, claiming success from stuff they – players they hadn't brought in, stuff they hadn't done. And some of the trades – and releases or guys walking of players that I had emotional attachment to with this team because of the playoff run at the time, the trades didn't really seem to be like, that's what you got for them. Are you serious? Like Donaldson or whatever. You're like, are you serious? Like you couldn't get anything more. We're, we're just going to be mediocre, whatever. Ollie Crow. Now with hindsight, everything is falling into place like dominoes. I so love it. what can you say? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I think this management team, they didn't want to give too much away because obviously they didn't want to hang themselves, but they are gearing up to make this team incredible. And I'm, you know, like it it took me, I wasn't in love with, I, I didn't like this management style when the whole Batista, should we sign them? He wants like five years at 125 mil. You know, at that time, it was really hard to like these guys. Today, it's easy to like these guys because they've done a couple things. A, they never went too crazy. They never went, oh, we're going to sign this guy, this guy, this guy. They are kind of quiet with it. They checked in. They did all their research. How many times did you hear the Blue Jays' name tied into every single free agent this offseason? They were in on everybody because they did the, their due diligence. Now, a lot of things are paying off. You're going to see this team soar, and it starts at the top. You know, I, we use this phrase in our industry. The fish doesn't stink from just the middle. The, the, the fish stinks from the head to the tail. And this, this management style has been A1 from the beginning, and it's, it's paying off now. Moving on. All right. Before we get into our predictions for the season, I want this brand-new segment, Mama Walks Thoughts. Brand-new segment, kind of an old segment, though. I need to know what Mama Walks thinks. How is she feeling nine games into the season? This team is currently four and five, but probably going to be five and five by the time this comes out. How is Mama Walks? What are Mama Walks' thoughts? That's what I want to know. I went to her. I said, hey, Ma, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Jays? Who are you, Nick, Nick Felino? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were talking Italian before. I'm trying to blend in. Mm. She turns to me without even blinking an eye, and she says to me, Inspired by your Austin Matthews, Vladdy, Vladdy is winning MVP this year. Ooh, bold prediction. Yeah, bold pre- So with that being said, Mama Walks thinks the Jays are not only going to the playoffs in second place, but they're probably at least going two rounds minimum. Wow. Listen, I love Mama Walks, but that is some bold shit. Of course, what, what else would you expect? <laughs> That's true. That's true. She so, is the most loyal, diehard fan I've ever met. You know, Mama Walks, um, Mama Walks Thoughts, I want it on every edition, but Mama Walks Thoughts will quickly become everybody's favorite segment because it's wild and saucy, and that's why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be pumped. Just an example, by the way. Mom's always positive. She thinks the Leafs, Freddie's coming back. Her and Cam- him and Campbell going to win us the Stanley Cup as the best goalie tandem in history. I'll take That's it. That's the type of positivity. Gentleman Jack and the Great Dame together again. Let's do this, baby. Let's okay. Go. So the other thing um, I want to bring up, in, when it comes to the Blue Jays this season, I think that there's going to be a lot left to chance. I think there's going to be some things that they can prepare for, but there's not going to be a lot that they can do about it. Uh, injuries, of course, all the bouncing around between different homes, I think it's going to be all a big factor, but bah, let's get into predictions. Where do you see this team finishing? What do you think the record's going to be? 162 games. Let's go, baby. What's up? Yeah. So I crossed out a bunch, but I have them finishing actually second in the AL East with a record of 89 and 73. That's beautiful. That's so crazy. So 
<laughs> I, 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 ha- I had the Blue Jays in, at, at first. I thought for sure, like, I thought to myself, do I think they can hit 85 wins? I was like, yeah, like, what's a plus minus on 85 wins? And I gave them a plus five. So I was going to say, I was going to keep it in the 80s. I'm going to say 90. So whatever that math works out to be, 90 and 72, I'm in. Let's go, baby. We're almost, we're right beside each other. Let's, let's do this. That's so um, funny, our thought process, because I did the opposite. In my head, I was like, I want to do 90. I want to do 90, 91. Nope, pessimistic Toronto. They'll just miss by a game. Let's go 89. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other thing, too, is like they can surprise us and they can pull 2015. 2015, they were like, what, 55 and 55 at, at the trade deadline. And then they go and, and then finish with like 93 wins. So I, I don't know how to, how to, I don't know if this team has that kind of, upward swing i think what this team has to do is win as many games right now and then they're going to peter off in the middle and then kind of pick it up towards the end that's the way i kind of envision it because when you're dealing with a lot a lot of young guys they're really good at winning and they're really happy to win but when they lose they get down really quickly and they need to learn how to lose before they can learn how to win again so i really believe that this team's going to go through a hot then really dry spout and then get hot again um, but hopefully I'm wrong and they're just awesome the whole season. Yeah. I, I agree with you too. That's why I think 89, I think it's not going to be considered. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Moving on. How many home runs does Vladdy Jr. get? I, I went first. Let's, what, what do you say? Okay. I believe Vladdy's going to be good for, okay. What we'll do is we'll do like a plus minus. I believe Vladdy's good for, for 30 to 31 home runs. Do you think Vladdy can hit 31 and a half home runs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, moving on. Blue Jay pitching. How many starting pitchers do you think the Blue Jays will use this season? Oh, man. I want to be conservative with this. I'll say uh, nine. <laughs> that, that was conservative? Um, <laughs> I think the Blue Jays are going to use like 25 starting pitchers. Yeah. Because when you look at like openers and all that stuff, I think you'll probably have a rotation. I think like Merriweather will be in there. He'll probably pitch two innings. Uh, I think like 20, they're going to have like 25 starting pitchers this season. Yeah. I mean, Roark's already been sent down. I mean, we got guys coming back from injury. Like you said, there's, there's already young guys stepping up. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be more than five. Okay. Do you think Kevin Biggio will play more than 30 games at third base? Ooh. Yes. Yes. I like I, I will take, I will take the, um, I believe, I think he'll, t- I'll play, I think he'll play more than 30 and a half, 30 and a half games at third base. I think he'll probably play. Five. No, I think I think he'll probably play more like sixty games at third base this year because I think they really need to figure out where this guy's going to end up. Even though this team is like we're really athletic and we're going to play Vladdy at first and then Telez at first and Semyon at second and Kevin Bijou at second and like you, all these guys are interchangeable. Um, Bo's going to play at second and short and Semyon's going to play at short and third and Kevin's going to play at. Th- I think at the end of the day. Uh, Kevin Biggio playing, he'll probably play 50 to 60 games at third. My hopeful prediction, because I'd love to see him a third baseman. Because um, they tried him at second, it really didn't work out that well. And I think Bo's, Bo will be better at second than he will at short. Or, sorry, at third. Yeah. Um, I mean, Char- Charlie's great at moving guys around. So I definitely agree with you that it's going to be over 30. Uh, these young guys. I don't know. It's just going to be, there's going to be some formation that's all of a sudden going to be hot and they're just going to ride that wave for like 10, 20 games. And a couple of guys are going to be out of position. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Does Kirby Yates play for the Trump Blue Jays this year? No. Okay. I, I almost, I think there's a chance he never plays for the Jays. Wow. I, I hope that's wrong. But um, if he does need Tommy John, then obviously he's not pitching this year for the Jays. Um, I, I, I'm going to leave out some hope that he does play this year. I mean, it is what it is, but whatever. We'll, we'll see there. Okay, uh, moving on. Out of Dolis, Romano, and possibly Julian Merriweather, who will, who will emerge as the real closer of this team? 
Wow. I'm going to say recency bias and Merriweather. Okay. It looks like absolute stud. With that heater, with the consistency, with that just like dialed in look that guy has on the pitch, mm, I'm not doubting him, man. I'm going to take Jordan Romano. He did it most of last season. Uh, Dolis also uh, stepped in and saved a handful of games as well. Dolis looks okay. He looks just okay, but he, I mean, he didn't look great against the Angels, um, but he looked a little rocky. But I think at the end of the day, Jordan Romano is your guy. Uh, I think he's going to end up being your closer. But okay, moving on. Bo Bichette. Does Bo Bichette get 300 hits this season? You go first. I think Bo Bichette gets three. Not only does he get 300 hits. What a shock. I also, yeah, right. I know you, you're going to hang me a driver. <laughs> it, listen, if Austin Matthews, side note, if Austin Matthews gets fucking 49 goals this year, you're never going to let me live it down. Yeah, okay. you're, black, right? you're so positive. Thank you, man. I, I, at the end of the day, I'm hoping, listen, fans of the podcast, listeners of the podcast, likers of the podcast, listen to Leaf Edition coming up. We're going to record it in a couple days. Listen to it. It's going to fucking blow your mind. Okay, back on track. I, not only do I think Boba Shett is going to get 300 hits this season, I think Boba Shett's going to be in the top 10 four hits this season in all of Major League Baseball. Okay, you sold me. All right, I'm agree- easy. Dude, I, have this, I felt so positive going into this Jays podcast with you, not only just the other night's game. I know we're four and five and we're fifth in the AL East. I get that. But the, the bats are swinging. As long as health comes back, like you said, I think this pitching group is going to be consistent. So I'm not doubting anything these guys are going to do. So 300, let's go. Let's go. I like it. All right. Uh, let's see. I didn't have any other ones. I think that's kind of it. I guess the big prediction is this. Do the Jays finish this season going into the playoffs? Yes. Like I said, I have them fighting with Tampa 2-3-2-3, two, three, two, three, and I have the Jays finishing second. Yes, I, the Jays make the playoffs. I think the Jays are going to be the wild card. I think you're gonna, they're going to deal with the Angels. I already said it, but I think those are going to be the two teams battling it out for the wild card. And I don't, I don't, I'm not really uh, clear on what the format is this season for the postseason, but I think the Jays are going to be battling for a wild card, whatever it may be. Like I said, man, it's just dependent on health. I truly think that's what this J season hinders on. If we stay healthy, we're in the playoffs. I don't have any doubt. Done. Bah, my man. What else can we say about this team? What else do we need to say about this team before we let the good people of the nation go? Yeah, everybody, this was almost just a, a teaser appetizer episode one of this J season. It's going to be coming out consistently like our Leafs pod. We're going to be running Toronto sports. It's been a blast. I'm excited, and the boys of summer are swinging. I love it. Not only that, but man, these nomads, I'll tell you this, they're going to be so good on the road this year because they're going to be so used not to being, being at home at the Dome. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that maybe by the end of this season they are playing in Toronto. Um, that actually should be one of our one of our predictions. Do the, do the Jays actually play in Toronto this year? Um, but with that being said, Jays edition, we're going to drop it once a month. Uh, Leafs edition, we're going to drop that twice a month. And we're going to play playoffs with the Leafs edition, so stay tuned for all that good stuff coming. Bob and I always bring the heat. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Go, Jays. Go. Go, Jays. Go. Let's go, Blue Jays. Let's do it. The end of the curse. We're, uh, there's no curse, but uh, what I'm going to say is the playoff drought that's been the last five years ends this year. Jays are going to make it into the playoffs. They're going to upset some people. They're going to surprise some people. You know what? Jared Cole hasn't lost on opening day until they face the Blue Jays. That's right. Let's go, baby. Yeah, bring back the radio broadcast, you fucks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't listen. Don't listen to the radio on your phone because they will block you out. Go terrestrial. Yeah. Getty uh, Lee is pissed that <laughs> broadcast isn't on anymore. That's true. With that being said, for Ball Walker, I'm Anthony Alhefe. This is a Blue Jay edition. This is an After Thirty Network. Let's go. Go Jays, go. Fuck me, right? Peace. <laughs>